Naturals. I'm Virgil. You can find me on the internet at Commodify This. We just had a very exciting cloud maximizing summit annual meeting, and Kendall has already forgotten everything that we've talked about. We had a summit. We got business degrees. We have an LLC now. Um, we also have a guest. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? I can introduce you also if you want me to. Oh, so now you're going to interrupt women. Is that what we're going to do here? You see what I'm dealing with? (laughs) Hi, everyone. I'm Joan Summers. I am a host of Eating for Free, the creator of Eating for Free. And you can find me everywhere at eatingforfree.com or patreon.com backslash eating for free. See how good that was? That's what we need to be doing. (laughs) You kept interrupting me before. Because you were like, I have ADHD, I have autism. You're supposed to be saying, I have a Twitter. (laughs) Okay, well. Have you ever felt like when you're driving to your friend's (laughs) house with your mom and like, you know that she turned down the wrong street and you want to tell her that she (laughs) turned down the wrong street and you're like, you don't want to correct her because it's your mom and you're like, I shouldn't like tell her what to do. But now we're going the wrong way and I'm going to get in trouble because now we're going the wrong direction and I'm going to be late to the birthday party. That's how this intro is making me feel. (laughs) (laughs) Which one of us is the mom? I'm not going to gender you that way. Not and at least to your face. So, so it's me. Who said it was you? I said either of you. Well, either way, it would be gendering us. Yeah. Mom, mom here. Mom here is an agender concept. I wouldn't mm-hmm. call you my father's. I feel like that's an act of violence. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a dad. How about, how about my chaperone? Yeah. Yeah. Well, which one of us is chaperone one and which one of us is chaperone two who who put their name first on the checkout form when they picked you up from school (laughs) speaking of fathers and school we're here today to celebrate valentine's day um one of my favorite holidays a holiday you can celebrate with your father and the rest of your family or a holiday you can celebrate alone, or or one that you can celebrate with a loved one. Um, I want to know who's it's, celebrating it's versus <laughs> Valentine's Day with their dad. I would like to know. <laughs> what me. if he's like a, a me and the like very and... <laughs> nice forty year old man I met on Grinder are both gonna spend a very happy Valentine's Day together. <laughs> and the fact that we're already doing problematic age gap discourse, and you want to shame me for dating a Gen X man is so inherently problematic we will be getting into it but let's continue i was gonna ask what everyone's that valentine's plans are maybe actually was i i don't know it's not no, that you weren't. 
not that interesting. But I, but yours is interesting. I love a Gen X man. What albums does? What do you love? About, what do you love about a Gen X man? I'd love to know. I like that they're kind of. I know that okay, generational discourse is fake, et cetera, But they're just kind of dumb. Um, mm. My my cousin, who I love, is a Gen X man, and he his first song at his wedding was uh island in the sun by weezer and he was like wasn't this epic isn't this an epic wedding that i'm having right now um (laughs) and his his wife who is also a very nice person still buys her dresses from mod cloth and i feel like that is like what a gen x person is like and i think in a man being dumb and persuadable, which they are, which is why they love pop culture so much, is a really key quality to have. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I like in Gen X men the fact that they are people who listen to the cranberries before they knew what pronouns were. I think that that's like a really important flavor to find in your man, you know, like because the cranberries were like the Lana Del Rey of the 90s, if you think about it, in a lot of ways. And they were like listening to that in high school or not even high school, excuse me, in college. And they were just like out at parties. No one's talking about pronouns. No one's talking about cancel culture. You know, they're like mad about Reagan still. And he's like at the party. and He's like, man, I hate my dad. He didn't wire transfer me ten dollars mm. to my Pacific Northwest bank account so He's that such a I pencil could pusher. go to the noise show. <laughs> yeah, I, I also <laughs> that was his love... problems. I feel like it just tempers the spirit in a specific mm-hmm. way. I love that, like Gen X people, as I think of them, like their political action is like turning off MTV because they stopped playing like cool music videos and. They're yeah. like, I'm, I don't fuck with MTV anymore. They sold out. That's like the, well, and, and then they maybe they went to Occupy and they put on a V for Vendetta Guy Fox mask because they love <laughs> pop culture. They oh, love no, it. See, I don't, I don't, I don't find that valid. No, the kind of Gen X man that I'm thinking about is the one who already had a 401k by the time that Kurt Cobain died. Like that's the age that I'm shooting for. <laughs> Those Wait, men how don't old know would that. Make that we're talking like Gen X. That's Gen X. Wouldn't they be 20 by the time? Well, how old do you how old do you have to be to have a 401k? Or you have to I don't be know. Working? You're in your 20s. Yeah. Old enough to rent huh. a car. How about that? Yeah. You could rent a car huh. by the time Kurt Cobain died. Um, like my parents are fascinating 53 and they're Gen X. So like yeah. Basically, between anyone who's like 40 to 53, that's the range I'm looking for. I'm going to have to do some thinking <laughs> about Kurt Cobain. I I feel like I could have come up with like a, a thing that like leads into how this is a Valentine's Day episode. I don't really have anything. And that's okay. You guys Love know is what dangerous. it is. We... We're promoting the episode relentlessly, mm-hmm. and some of you did what we asked and called and and texted us. And I love that all of you are mentally ill. Yeah, um, you're so broken. Many of you <laughs> seem to be as addicted to causing problems um, <laughs> on purpose as I am. 
And I, yeah. I respect that in all of you and I encourage it. I cherish it. And I, I thank all of you for sharing it with me. And we're going to try to solve your romance problems today. And can I, can I speak to the, sh- okay. the children? Can I walk the children yeah, in nature? Um, yeah, you can, you can speak. I, I just want to say as, as, as the, as the Virgo host of the podcast, not valid. Yeah. I want to be disappointed in you, but I can't say that I'm surprised, but I am also pleased that you've given me fodders of content to work off of. And I'm also really happy to get gossip, um, on strangers that I, uh, do not know. So, um, you don't know a, a single thing about being crazy and causing problems on purpose because you're in love and you are in a <laughs> you're married and you like it and you name drop having a wife every seven minutes. But I, despite people saying that you're the relatable one, I can relate <laughs> to our listeners out there that are just they're not living their best lives. <laughs> I just also want to really set the ground rules for your listeners so that they can look forward to getting their feelings hurt by me. I am not here to coddle you. And I certainly don't <laughs> think any of you are valid. And after experiencing some of them, no, some of them are. just a whiff of what is in store for you, I want you all to know that not only am I relentlessly bullying you in the group chats when we go home, but I also will be stealing your life story a la cat person as it is my duty being a white journalist with blue eyes in a podcast. I just need you all to know I will be stealing your stories. I will be mining your lives for content and I will sell them to an HBO like platform and make a million dollars and paint you as the villain. Mm. I think the mm. first um, story that maybe you can steal if you'd like to yeah, comes from um, our friend and listener, whoever you are, who, who is going by the name of Homo in Oklahoma. And their question begins, <laughs> Dear Big Soy Naturals, I'm a guy who falls deeply in love with people very quickly and then falls out of love slowly over the course of a few months. It doesn't always end badly, but it is annoying to feel doomed to never have a regular attachment. Why do I do this? How do I stop? And how can I be normal when I'm head over heels for someone without losing that spark? Thanks, homo in Oklahoma. Oh, boy. You want to go first? If you'd like to. Me? Oh, yeah. 100%. I think your first problem. Yeah, I think your first problem is being gay and also thinking that it's allowed to have feelings for other people. I think that that is really like a baseline we have to start off at. No, I kid, I kid. Um, One thing I would like to say is I would really actually like your listeners to school me on this problem that I see a lot of people our age have of like, I have developed this crush for another person and I don't know what to do. Because to me, I feel like the easy answer is just stop having a crush on them, right? Like, oh, this thing is a problem for you. Why don't you just not do it then? That seems like the easy answer for me. But that some, also some seems a bit too Some people have personality disorder. So do I. So do I. You don't have a personality That's disorder. Too. You have a different kind of disorder. What kind? What kind of disorder do I have? Is it a gender you disorder? A different... Uh, I didn't say that... <laughs> 
the only thing that you have is a different thing from a personality disorder. <laughs> no, if I'm a Pisces. If you have a gender have, disorder, Pisces that's is unrelated. sort of like the original personality disorder. I would agree. I think we can all agree. Um, no, I, you know. I will not agree <laughs> to that. That's fine. I'm you don't having have a great to. time, but I do already have a personality disorder. So the delusions of being a Pisces mm-hmm. kind of they, if anything, they cancel each other out. Yeah, as a as a I bipolar think... alcoholic, let me just step outside myself into the shoes of a neurodivergent person who I can't relate to. Um, and just say... we don't know if they're neurodivergent. They're just oh. a homo in Oklahoma. Yeah, I think one thing that you can think of, unless you think that that's the same thing. Well. You said it. I didn't go there. I know um, what you but are. I think also, <laughs> I see exactly who you are. I'm going to increase my grinder range to like, what is that? Like 3,000 miles tonight to find <laughs> you. Um, so I just want you to know, homo in Oklahoma, it is fine to have these like all-encompassing feelings for people. But like the things that you feel urged to do when you have these like all-consuming passions that you're like are derailing my life because I fall so quickly in love and then I just fall out of it over a long period of time. Just divert your energy elsewhere, right? Like get a sex toy, like get a cat, like go to a queer cafe and like yell at someone about anarchy and whether or not we should be like principled about organizing post-revolution, you know, like you can put that energy elsewhere and it can diffuse things a little bit. And I like to find that when my feelings get out of control, I just like masturbate in the morning and it solves like most of my problems. But again, that is purely something that I deal with. That's my struggle. So I'd love to hear what the others have to say. I yeah, I think I'm I'm approaching this as an as a narcissist, <laughs> a self-diagnosed narcissist, not one of my diagnosed personality disorders, but one that I kind of just identify with. <laughs> I feel like when I have like a deep head over heels, sparks are flying everywhere, crush on a new person really quick. It's it's actually cover for how much fun I'm having hanging out and doing things that I like to do. And maybe like spending time with this person has either given me permission or like opportunities to do those things. And I wouldn't normally be doing it. And I'm like, oh, am I in love? And what I'm actually doing is like, realizing how cool and fun I am Um, because you don't really know a person that well when you've only spent a couple months with them. And I feel like when you have like really crazy deep, I, I don't know what to do with myself feelings like that. It is usually not because of the person themselves and something to do with you. And so then when you're falling out of love and it takes so long it's like, because you miss having fun. Yeah, and 100%. so I think that the oral of the story is that you should go shopping. For what? Um, what do you want them to go shopping you for? you should outfits. Okay. Outfits. Outfits. Always outfits. Where are they going into the outfits? Queer platonic cafe and, to argue about anarchy or are they going to like a club? No, I was, I was going to say that they should get some outfits and then go out and like have fun and then see if like them doing really fun things separate from the various people that they're head over heels with, like leads to them feeling the same way, or if they're like getting an outlet for that in a, in a different place. And you can take it for me, a narcissist. That's, that's usually what it is. 
when I feel that way, I'm I'm just like hanging out. Yeah, I think you can also just if you feel like your emotions are getting ahead of you, the next time you go over to their house and, you know, not to call anyone out here, um, but, you know, you might yourself have a dirty bathroom, but just like really look at their bathroom, right? Like study mm. all the pubic hair in their shower and the shit streaks in their toilet and like how many what? like empty toilet paper rolls they have. And then just like remind yourself that they're a human with flaws. And then the next time they take a shit, maybe even just ask them to like leave the door open while they're shitting to humanize them in some kind of way. Right. Like just not to be put barriers and not, to be, a, of not to be a freak, emotions. but I also think you should be checking their underwear. Do they wipe their ass? It's yeah. really important. Would you <laughs> figure it out you... quickly? <laughs> I know Kendall's answer to this already. How do you feel about going over, because if we're talking about red flags in someone's home, going over to someone's house and you see that their bed is raw, by which I mean no sheets, raw bed again, no comforter, (laughs) no bed frame. Yeah, what it's like to raw dog dog sleep or people who have almost entire <laughs> living rooms on top of their mattress. That's, I think, another access of this. Where right. like, they've turned if, their bed. If you were like deep, deep in your feelings, would that turn you it away? It would for me, 100%. If I go over to your house and I'm, and I can feel things under my feet that I'm like stepping on with like raw dogging the floor with just no socks on. That is an immediate turnoff for me. Like we're never going to speak again sexually or romantically. Like I personally am never going to have anything to do with you in any well, kind of. And I think that I, I win the delusion off that we were having. Um, I think, you know, as the, uh, as the married person in the room, which I'm, I fear, I fear oh, yeah. is making me the Oedipal mother figure to some of you freaks. Um, <laughs> you know, the, I'm, I'm saying there are flaws to this whole thing. Um, you just had to bring up my divorce, didn't you, Kendall? <laughs> you just had to throw it in my face. Yeah. You go, ooh, I'm married, unlike I'm like some you, people. divorcee. I'm saying in your twenties. I'm saying there there are a lot She's of moments. Doing blonde versus brunette violence. There are a lot of moments of stillness within mm. a relationship. And it sounds like you're not used to that within them or within yourself. Um you are you you are very easily bored by your own by your own stillness. Yeah. Why don't you want to be alone with yourself, homo yeah. in Oklahoma? Why are you yeah. so afraid of being alone? Why are you so, well, why, why in you Oklahoma? So what are they going to do? I think you fall in love really deeply and quickly because you're really excited about the new personality traits that you are seeing and learning and, and experiencing. And that's valid, I suppose. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it, it's very natural to, you know become really excited in a new relationship especially as you're learning more about an entirely unique and new person and i think once you realize that after you've learned a lot of those things there's going to be moments where it's just going to be you and them eating quietly in the restaurant um i don't know man it's starting to sound like you're one of those people who's like i just hate small talk talk to me about your hopes and dreams and like so mean to homo and Oklahoma. I just think there's there's a there's a point where you need to become okay with um that person 
becoming more real to you than um, new. You know, um, they're going to keep going. You know, they're going to keep moving through the world, and so will you. And when you learn about each other that much, I think you need to find um, some spark in that, something that uh, excites oh. you about being boring, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> I. I, I think that we need to be a little bit nicer because I looked up date ideas, Oklahoma. First <laughs> thing that pops up, come to the Valentine Cabaret at Oklahoma Christian University. Oh, God. Each year, Oklahoma Christian Come University on, Oklahoma. students put on cabaret. I'm sorry, you know what though? Anything. <laughs> you know what though? I, I'm taking the positive approach in life. Personally, to me, the Valentine's Christian dance at the Oklahoma Christian University Sounds like a really good place to go cruising. So, like, if you need attention, <laughs> like, like to be honest, something that I always diagnose people with in the city, especially the like terminal, like I fall in love like with a million people a year, which is totally fine. Like, we're all allowed to make our own choices. Is I'm like, just start having public sex with people in like a place like San Francisco, and you're gonna get bored of attention real fast. You're like, you know what? Actually, I don't want to speak to anyone anymore, and that could also be a cure for you. Mm-hmm. But I would say that if you are alone on the Oklahoma, just I don't, we don't know what your problems are, your life story is. But like, I would see what the cruising situation is like at the Valentine's Dance at the Christian University. Like, <laughs> to me, you don't even hey, need to go on Grinder. I- you know, just wear like a slightly unbuttoned cowboy shirt and just kind of loiter around the men's bathroom. And I think you're gonna just have a nice time. You know, find someone to fall in love with. Sway Naturals, Sway Naturals does not endorse having sex in san francisco i just want to make that clear do not talk do not date bay area men no <laughs> no no, no. i would up, never um, or when they'll wake up delirious way. in a in an artex fucking vest <laughs> and nothing never. else i didn't say date that was not in the equation <laughs> I thought I was spared marrying someone from Los Angeles and look how that worked out. You just, you have to avoid California completely. Like you gotta go somewhere else. Like honestly, Oklahoma, I envy you. I wish I was in Oklahoma because I can't find anyone out here who could like find some nice country boy. Okay. We gotta do the next question. Kenny, Mm -hmm. do you want to pick the next? Sure. Anyone you want. Um, They're all bad. (laughs) They're all, they're all bad. Um, I'm just concerned about all of our listeners. They're not doing well. Uh, oh, boy. Hello, oracles of love. Please tell me how to keep a conversation going and being flirty through a dating app because I hate doing it and it's terrible. It's always Get so boring. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I just stop responding. Should I just be meet some lame dude in a bar like the olden days? Yes. 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 You could do what Virgil does and meet people on Instagram. <laughs> so the last time that I said that Instagram was the best dating app, I got um, an unfortunate amount of DMs from you all. And I want you to know that I'm not available to wait, any, anyone wait, that listens. Wait, 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 to wait. I'm, I'm nosy now and a little bit of a bitch. Can you ask me, what were they asking you about you saying Instagram is the best dating app? Like, why don't I get DMs on Instagram? Was that what people were asking you or like how to date on Instagram? No, I was just saying that rather than being on the dating apps, I feel like Instagram is a better dating app 
if if you're going to use this yeah. one um and that you can slide into someone's dms someone can slide into yours it's like you can still block them you find out if they were like posting a black square in june 2020 for all of you white people that date white people out there you know it's like i think it's a good platform to meet people to hook up with and date but um some of our listeners thought that me saying that as general advice meant that maybe I would want to hook up and date uh, them <laughs> by them hitting me up on Instagram. They, they had a and very... While I'm not opposed to people making that approach, I am opposed to anyone that listens to Big Sway Naturals doing that because I am reading your messages and I, I just, I cannot be someone with an equal amount of causing problems on purpose disorder as me. But... I think that like, I don't know, I've been on, I've been on the dating apps before and whenever I'm on them, the people say to me, this is the most interesting conversation that I've had on this app in so long. And I'll just be talking about like, whatever. So I don't know what it is that people are doing on there that is so boring. But if you're the, one of the boring people, um, I'll say that what I do I guess is I just talk about what I feel like talking about and I kind of ignore their profile um unless there is something interesting on there I'll just like say a thing that I feel like saying and they're so so excited to have someone say anything to them at all because they're on that app they're desperate for attention they don't have anything going on that they will probably respond um and then you can have a conversation about something that you're interested in rather than going, um, what kind of music do you like? What do you like to do for fun? Do you go to the park or whatever? I don't know what people say. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it'll I mean, thin out the herd and it'll make things a little easier long term uh, because you'll let them know right off the bat. This is the kind of freak shit I'm into. Right. You don't have to be a freak. You just just have a just have a conversation about something you're interested in. See, I just this is also the thing. I mean, I'm I'm reminding you all, don't take my advice about dating apps necessarily to heart because I have never found anyone on a dating app and none of my relationships or marriage were ever born of dating apps. I've always dated the original way because I just find that it leads to usually better sex and better relationships. But I am just going to ask this of people. I want to mostly ask this of both of you. When you're on a dating app, are people just like, like the people who are serial dating app users, are you like using a script to do this? You're like, okay, so these are my dating app questions. Like, where Some did you are. grow up? What's your mom like? Like that kind of stuff. Because I would feel like if I was on a dating app, like when you're texting your friends, you're not interviewing them, Right. And mm. ultimately, the person you're in a relationship with, you want to like, you want to be friends with them, at least. You want to be able to at like, least like, be friendly. So just be regular. Just be like, hey, what's up? And just like talk to them like you've known them forever. Because then it's like you're not coming in with this pretense of like, oh, I need to like be performing. I need to be like so interesting right now so that they don't lose attention. Like you're going to just yeah. attract whatever in the end. People that like you for you so just be yourself don't try to like think it think about it too hard because i just don't think that that's going to ever work and then you just get stuck in this script with people where you're like 
man, they really didn't like my anecdote about that time I almost got ate by a crocodile in the fourth grade. And it's like, well, maybe because you've told it so often, it's like not a very interesting story to yourself anymore, right? Like, you don't introduce I, yourself. You don't lead with that when you talk I to have never people. told a non-interesting story. Have you ever been on a dating app? Uh, have you ever been on a dating very app? Very briefly. And are you married? <laughs> Well, because because you have been in in your marriage for, well, I guess not the marriage, but the relationship for a long mm-hmm. time, and I don't remember when, like Tinder came out. It, it came out around the time that I was in college. Was okay um, I was there briefly. Um, I didn't. What was it like on there? What they say to you? Like, I will agree with this uh, asker that um, it's really fucking boring. Um, but I would say take Virgil's advice to heart that you should hyper ignore um, anything they have to say that is boring to you and just keep talking about what you're talking about. Um, not like, I guess not ignore them completely, but more just like push past. Just talk to someone like you would a friend. Yeah, be push past the idea that you need to be asking a bunch of icebreaker questions like you're in a room with. 40 of your closest co-workers at the WeWork. Yeah, no Zoom icebreaker yes. questions. Yeah. That's d- not allowed. Don't bring like corporate icebreaker energy meeting. Like, like it's the first If you day could go to dinner with three people, yeah. who would they be? When we say be normal, I because I am remembering something. I went to a party once in Seattle. So uh, it already was not off to a good grim. start. And there is a man there and he was on an app. And I think that you can guess what app he was on. And he was like, I'm having some problems. No one is responding to me. No, it's like nothing's going anywhere. What's going on? And I'm like, oh, that's too bad. Like, that seems that seems too bad. And he's like, yeah, dating apps suck. Um, And he offers to show me his phone because he's like, maybe maybe you can help me understand why none of my conversations are going anywhere and I say okay and I look and I see that he has sent every single person the same message which was I want you to sit on my face (laughs) honestly that would work on me looks at him and I was like actually okay but yeah there's people that it that where it will work because they have the the vibe of they could pull off saying that to someone in person he did not, yeah. which is why he was saying it on on an app and not getting away with yeah, it. Yeah, you're not allowed and to say that like, if you're not on like grander sniffies. Like you can't be like raw dogging people on Tinder with like I want you to sit on my face. Like you're you might as well be getting on like, Drake. My yeah. friend. So I was gonna well, say you listen to Drake. Not my or friend. But you send the same message to everyone. It's no one is responding. Yeah. You keep sending the same message to everyone. <laughs> no one is responding. You go, huh, how come no one's responding? And you keep sending the same message. And I Isn't that the definition of insanity? You gotta (laughs) you gotta not approach being on a dating app like it's a chore. If it feels like a chore to you, then like get off of it and try and meet someone at the Oklahoma Christian University (laughs) dance. But if you can make it feel like it's not a chore, then just like have fun conversations with people as if you were talking to a friend. And I feel like based on how dating apps have worked for me, that'll go really well. For I you. also just feel like really quickly, the Seattle um, sit on my face guy does feel like a 
West Elm Caleb situation in the making. We're going to like get a TikTok <laughs> one of these days about the Seattle sitter or something. And like, <laughs> they're going to be like, oh my God, did you also get that uh, fucking text from Mike Wazowski about sitting on his face? And everyone's mm. going to be like, Mike Wazowski's the Seattle sitter. You better See? watch out for him. It's, it's, Joan's right that it's about the platform though, because it's like, Asking someone, every single person on Tinder to sit on your face <laughs> is like going on Christian Mingle and being like, how big is your clitoral hood to every single woman? Do people with? know how big their clitoral hood is? Wait, is that something that people ask each other? I was going to be like. I've, yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that but before. Also, what circles are you in, I Kenny? do just want to say for people who are interested in a more casual dating experience if you want to use instagram in the evil way um unlike how virgil uses it um just post like a three quarters photo of yourself front facing camera with like a really low cut top and then just caption it something like beautiful morning sunlight go into those pending dms that get hidden by instagram and you're gonna have like 15 men from like an indeterminate European country telling you that they want to send you money and you just have to talk to them on the phone once a week. It is a great experience just to like find a way to talk people into doing what you want for them. If you just need a little bit more experience. I've never been no, 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 no. Never been I wasn't going to blow up your spot on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I know your business. Well, I'm just saying for me. That's what I would do. But again, if you send a message and someone responds to you on a dating app, my final advice is immediately ask them, when can we get coffee? Like immediately just get off the app. Nothing good is happening on Tinder. You're not going to find the love of your life. If you do, good luck. Yeah. Okay. Next question. (laughs) Boy, oh boy, have I got one for you guys. This one begins. I've had a crush on one of my best friends for the past six months or so. There have been times where things have seemed flirty slash not totally platonic between us, but we're both so awkward that it's hard to tell, and neither of us would do anything even if we were both into each other. The problem is that he's in a weird situationship with our other best friend, where they are hooking up and doing tons of coupley things together, but they are explicitly not dating. They also don't know that I know about this because I found out entirely by accident. He treats me exactly the same as the friend he's sleeping with and said friend makes jokes to me that implies he they think he and I should date. So basically, what the hell and fuck, how do I even begin to make sense of this? This is not a relatable situation yeah, I, to this me. This isn't relatable at all. <laughs> I would never lose okay. for one. This is some like polyamorous adjacent kind of shit. No, it's not. It's it's actually the opposite of polyamory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This well, is an anti-poly. No one Just is to be clear, say, this is an I anti-polyamory podcast. I said adjacent and I mean like theater kid kind of adjacent where it's like they're all group kissing. They're not like fully committed to the lifestyle. That kind of thing. <laughs> Listen, okay. I'm going to tell a very quick story and I'm talking like very quick, like two minutes. So just indulge me for a second because I've been through this exact situation. In college, I went to theater school. That is not surprising to anybody. Congratulations. My community college degree is in theater performance. There was a person in my theater performance school that um, unfortunately had my same name. He was very tall. He was very hot. 
I was madly in love with him. I was like, you are the hottest person I've ever seen. I don't care that one time you did reveal to me that you do cosplay as Dengen Rumpa. Like that's not something I processed or retained as information. <laughs> and it doesn't affect me whatsoever. Raging crush Which on this one? person. Um, Which and- one? <laughs> you don't want to know. So <laughs> we... We hung out like almost every single day, like literally almost every single day. I was like, oh my God, he's so into me. It was giving gay vibes. It was like, oh my God, this is like the best thing that's like ever happened. Like literally we're going to be in love. We're going to have 14 children. And of course, when you're in theater school, anyone who knows this knows that everyone is fucking all the time. Being in theater school is a state of perpetual raw dog horniness, just near constantly because it's like theater you're on stage you're fucking you're touching you're willy-nilly just drawing your own emotions in front of all these people you're crying on command you know it just does Did things you put on cabaret? Uh, no we were doing shakespeare <laughs> and there was another friend of ours in this shakespeare uh we all played the leads and they also were hanging out with this person as well and we were like friends but i was like i'm the friend with the crush and i would talk to this other person for all these years of like oh my gosh this person is so hot i'm so in love i just have such a crush i don't know how to talk about my feelings and then at the cast party for much ado about nothing uh just such a read in general we all got wasted we were like 18 on trader joe's vodka of the gods and again, I'm speaking as like, this is an 18 year old, right? This is 10 years ago. I was unevolved. And we all get shit faced. I have this like deep, soulful conversation with them. It feels like we're going to kiss. And then they're like, oh, I don't feel so good. I'm going to go lie down. Goes upstairs. And the next morning never comes back. And I'm like waiting on the couch, right? I'm like, tonight's the night. I'm going to suck a dick tonight, right? Never happens. Never materializes. Mm-hmm. I have to go to the bathroom at this house that we were at. So I go and I see this person coming out of our other friend's room without any clothes on but like a little underwear and in my head i was like why was he in there without any clothes on that's so weird what is what business does he have in this person's room who i've told a million times how in love with him i am and lo and behold they had sex and it was destroying right i had to drive this person home after the party, the person I had a crush on and just pretend like everything was normal and that I didn't know that I had seen him coming out without any clothes on, obviously, because they had sex. And I literally remember driving away from their house. I got like halfway down the block and parked my car in the middle of the street in neutral and just opened the door and fell out of my car and just cried in the middle of the street. Okay. I'm telling you this because I was Baby deeply Joe. mentally unwell. Um, It was like my first heartbreak as an adult right and a week later they started dating and yes they did go and cosplay at an anime convention together a month later. <laughs> and ultimately what did they what did they go uh, as i genuinely cannot tell you which ding and rumpa characters they cosplayed as because it would paint <laughs> such a dark mentally unwell shadow over this entire story but in that moment I realized that I had two options. I could either try my best to like break them up, right? Like show him that I was the one. I was so much cooler. I was so much better. Or I could go buy a pack of cigarettes, take a little walk around the block, and then find some old guy on Grindr to have sex with and just get it out of my system 
and then move away to the city and have a million more love stories and literally never think about this person again until I'm on a podcast talking to two of my best friends about love, sex, and romance. So the moral of the story is it is going to feel like the worst thing in the entire world that has ever happened to you if ultimately this person who you consider a friend doesn't choose you but if they don't choose you ultimately there's literally nothing you could do to change their mind and why would you want to change their mind right why do you have to convince somebody that you're the person that they need to go with not only are you selling yourself short that you're someone that has to be bargained for like a prize cow in the 1600s but also You're also selling their feelings short too, that their feelings ultimately don't matter, that they have this other person that they might care about more than you in this sexual or romantic way. So that's my long story. I hope that makes sense. But when inspiration strikes, you just have to, you know, get it out of your system. And that's what I've done. Do you ever think about how much your dowry would be if it were the olden days? Easily. It's like like a few pennies. (laughs) They'd get me and they're like, "Mm, she's been road hard, put out wet, right? Like I'm the like, I'm the the third sister in the line, you know, all my sisters before me died of the plague and I'm taking care of their children. You're you're worth like several cows at least or whatever currency they're using. I I don't even actually make it to marriage. They like burn me out of state before (laughs) marriage ever enters the equation they like stoned me they like stoned me in the public square for having a skirt that goes above my ankles (laughs) like it's not i'm not gonna let that happen i am gonna let you be sold for several very nice cows so that you Mm -hmm. know how much i care about you you know what because i'm lactose intolerant you know what joan well, I'll do. They're not. They're not going to you. They're going to your to your spouse. I'll do, okay, in order to true. keep you from being stoned, I will do Shakespearean level hijinks and dress and drag. We can get fake married, just so that. So literally, <laughs> nobody, the plot nobody of bothers you about again. nothing. Yes. I'm gonna fake I'm die for being a slut. I'm getting cheated out of my cows now. <laughs> um, I will say. Oh wait, wait, wait. So we are married. Virgil, you finally admit that I'm your wife mm. on the podcast. I'm I'm not I'm not admitting to anything. And <laughs> I would like to speak once again from the perspective of a narcissist. <laughs> um and I I struggle to notice when people have a crush on me when they're my friends or when they're strangers because the vibes of someone having a crush on me is kind of just what I expect <laughs> to come from every person that I speak to, which is why um, I feel like flirting is very easy to me because I'm not worried that they're not going to like toss my little tennis ball back to me. It's like, of of course, we're having fun playing tennis. But I will say from observing other people, it's always very obvious when someone has a crush on their Mm -hmm. friend. And it is usually pretty obvious to the friend. They might not be saying anything. I think that your friend knows that you have a crush on them. And I think that they are hooking up with a different person that is not you and is also your friend, which would make it difficult for them to like start something with you in the future. So I think that that means that your friend is not interested in you and maybe doesn't know how to say it or doesn't want to have that conversation Or maybe they're like kind of interested in you and want to leave the door open, but not enough that they're willing to cut off this other like relationship that they're having. 
So I think that you should do what Joan said at the end of her story and find a random person to have sex with um, and have fun. Uh, my concern you could you could plot and ruin their day but i think that you should not do it for the purpose of getting in with one of them you should just do it for the plotting super quickly also do you like being friends with this person because it does sort of sound like you are walking down a path willingly where you are repeatedly indulging feelings that might be caused by spending a lot of time with them and this other person and by continually indulging those feelings or placing yourself in situations where those feelings come about you are risking your friendship and if you don't like being friends with this person very much and you just want to be in a relationship with them and you don't mind maybe fucking over this other person i guess keep doing what you're doing but if you like these people i would say maybe hang out a little bit less like maybe just wear like a full body caftan the next time you see them so the thing that jumps out to me they wouldn't have if they didn't if they liked you or I guess if they didn't know that you didn't like them they wouldn't have kept the situation ship a secret. Well, they kept that a secret because they thought it was going to. The thing that jumps out to me is uh, when this other friend that he's hooking up with is making jokes and implying that he and you should date. Um, it sounds like you're either falling into two options here, which is um, this other friend is kind of. I don't want to villainize your friend, I guess, if you like them this much, but I will because I'm a podcaster (laughs) and I don't know them. Um, It sounds like they're kind of using you as like a test of loyalty. And I think that that's really fucked up and wrong. Um, Or you're accidentally all falling into a polyamorous triad. And either way, you should get a serious amount of space (laughs) to me. Yeah. Your anti-trial. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. If you want to have a many relationships, then just cheat on your partners with permission. You don't need to, That's like, have I'm a... Saying, you don't oh, need to have a permission? Dungeon Dragons rule book for, mm, like, what no. your relationship is going to look like. Roll for who gets I, to suck my this dick. This isn't Good old-fashioned like, cheating. It's not We're not playing Monopoly with our I also... Lives. I don't like... I don't like... I don't know this person's gender, but it, outside of them, I really don't like the poly triads where we know that one of them is well, a man. One of them is yeah. a man, so that's the I problem. Mean, that's, that's, problem that's, that's there. Penny, no offense, but the likelihood that this is like two girls, one guy is like near ninety nine percent. I know. Like, yeah. I want it to be nice, but like, unfortunately, society just every, hates women, and this constantly happens. Like every poly triad, which is two women and one man. I'm blowing the man up. I'm airstriking. A guy who looks like he 3D prints dice towers on Etsy and like maybe lives in Maryland. Like, no, no. As like a. What do you have against Maryland? Nothing. I have things against Maryland. I'm just describing a guy. He looks like he Mm. argues in the YouTube comments under Sasuke versus Naruto (laughs) power scaling videos. He He is selling Magic the Gathering cards. On Facebook Marketplace. No, no, no. He's not selling them. He's yelling at the guy at the local card shop for selling Mm. the commander for too high of a price. (laughs) No, what he is doing is he is in the YouTube comment section of someone playing Magic the Gathering and saying they made a wrong move. I watched their hands (laughs) 
and they they made a foul with their hands. Their hands were were not on the table the whole time. You know, question um, asker, we just made up a guy, but um, I've convinced myself that he's the guy you're talking about, and I think you should just you should leave him, dump him. Yeah, kill <laughs> get him. Get rid of him. Like I think that's the easy option here. Just do murder. Okay. You should do the next question, Ken. Okay. Um, Anyone you want. Swag. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Um, this person had to rewrite it several times, so I'm going to give them another shot. Um, oh, boy. Because <laughs> they kept losing it. I feel bad. Um, Hi, Ugh. Kenny and Virgil. This Valentine's season, I am suffering. All caps. I am simply too popular with women. Three, to be exact. All of them like me, and I like them too, but no matter what I do, I cannot sort out this mess. My options are... One. A pretty nice girl who likes me, but is also a butcher and a dressage horse owner. She's also poly and in a relationship. Ew. Like Virgil, I have chronic problem causing. (laughs) Two. A manic pixie dream girl. Fresh out of the mental ward. She and her boyfriend are kind of in a limbo area. And she wants to get back with him when she is mentally healthy, but she always flirts with me and calls me her wife. Three, a random girl I fence with with whom I think with a random girl I fence with. Sorry, you need to listener, please use an Oxford comma. I get confused and stop lying. <laughs> Three, a random girl I fence with. Who thinks I'm a dude and her mom was my middle school science teacher. <laughs> what am I to do? She was down bad for a girl. I was down bad for a girl, but she left me because I said the blue guy died in Avatar 2, The Way of Water. And we never really dated. And she just kind of used me for free stuff. But now I've relooked at what I want in a relationship and I want to get back out there. I just want someone to make me happy. I also used a 3D printed gun pickup line on them. We are friends. Don't worry. I swear, I am not weird. Um, that yeah, last part, are. I doubt. You are very <laughs> weird. I can't believe that I'm choosing to not believe someone this unstable is just walking around in our society. To be completely <laughs> well, honest. No, but but Joan, they are a big Soy Naturals listener. Yeah, we know that famously only <laughs> unstable people listen to this podcast, but this is this is a level of like big soy derangement syndrome that like is truly indescribable to me i feel like i have you know we have kinship i have kinship with this person no you don't don't we have compatible we have compatible um personality disorders or so they say i think that what happens when you have untreated Borderline personality disorder is you end up in the orbit of several terrible Mm -hmm. people. Um, And sometimes the best thing to do. That is not true. I met Kendall during a period of mental wellness and I didn't, I, you came into my life when I was very unwell, but (laughs) um, it's okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's fine i know i was also deeply unwell when you came into mine and we've discussed this extensively it's okay um I, the, 
bipolar these are, and BPD these are not options. across the aisle yeah. to solve society's I'm issues. I'm always outnumbering Kendall when we have a guest in some way. Either I outnumber her racially mm-hmm. um, or <laughs> we have two Pisces on, only one Virgo. I guess you both have blue eyes. None of these people sound like good options. None. All of them sound like the kinds of people that you get involved with when you have an untreated personality disorder. I, I don't, you should not be dating a dressage horse no. owner. And that's coming from a dressage horse owner. already in a relationship. Owner. Well, not to I don't play, shit where you I should not, not to date someone who is in a limbo area with their boyfriend. That's no. not, that's not we an option. Um, not a girl that thinks that you're a dude. It seems like right off the bat, you get your hat. You have some problems. You said you have three options, but you have zero. It feels like I'm answering that question um, where you see all three of the of the chipmunks from Alvin and the Chipmunks, and you're like, who's getting the best head? And either way, I'm 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 upset that I'm looking at this. Um, oh, I'm not. I I get it. I get Either it. way, I'm I calling have, a paramedic I'm, on you for asking me that question. Like, I'll do a wellness check on our listeners. I have looked down the barrel of this very same gun as you, dear prayer warrior, <laughs> and I have I have also at at times in my life been juggling three terrible options, going, "Ooh, which one do I pick?" The answer is always none. You said that you are, you know, that you want to be in a relationship. You want to make someone happy. I get that. Love is, um, it's all that there is sometimes. It's one of the, like the four main parts of life. So it's nice. What are the other it's nice three? when you have it. Attention. Cryptocurrency. Clout. Okay, but gun to my head. Which is different from attention. Gun to my head. Um, who am I picking? Wait, gun to your head. Which of the three are you picking? Yeah, I'm picking fencing girl, I guess. Because uh, she's the one who's no, least in don't a situationship. That's really the only... I'm. It's gun to my head. I have Wait, to pick the girl that I'm thinks that they're a dude. Well... I mean, that's not good either. Um, no, you know what? You know what? Actually, I have the only correct option. I have solved the trolley problem of this caller slash texter slash emailer slash can't spell right the first time person um i am choosing the girl who thinks i'm a dude so that i can jump her without any remorse and i've Mm -hmm. solved two of my problems (laughs) well remember she fences isn't that a threat i'm sorry i can't even no i can't even finish that sentence this is why my people are marginalized in society because we come and we say hey i'm being crazy right now i need help and then everyone goes, whoa, you're crazy. And As a, a deeply mentally unstable known. individual, my advice is to <laughs> physically assault them. I don't think that I'm in a better <laughs> camp here. Like, I, my I solution think that if you strike. want, <laughs> yes, if you if want I, to be could, in a relationship, that is a valid way to feel. I am validating you, crazy <laughs> person who is who has texted us. Um, the way to get into a relationship when you want to be in one is uh, you should buy outfits and then hit the club. Yeah, invest in and cryptocurrency. Then... <laughs> and know that I think like by up. building your own little ecosystem of like doing cool things and being hot and outside where you are seen being hot and outside, yeah. you will eventually find someone 
who wants you to love them and, and you'll be interested in them back and you won't have to be like talking to some girl fresh out the mental ward in a limbo area with her boyfriend that she wants to get back with when she's mentally healthy, but she flirts with you in the meantime. Is, is she in a limbo area because the boyfriend is also in the camp too? Like, Yeah, is he also mentally <laughs> It's like it's, a hard it's place like to it, find it's love. like it, it's in like there, in it's Jersey not. when they say, "Oh, he's away right now." Like it's it's he's away. He's at. It's camp. like one of those old romance stories where they part on a bridge, and they'll be like, "We'll get back together when I'm mentally well." And it's like, "How will I know?" And it's like the sun will set in the west instead of the east, or some shit like that. And it's just like, another delusion. Um, I will yeah, say also I, on the I other side you. of the mentally unwell bridge after you've crossed it. Um, my also advice to you is eventually you are going to realize that the personality trait of wanting to cause problems and have attention does wear thin after a while. And all three no. of these <laughs> things do sound just like you enjoy chaos and drama. And maybe your problem is that you want to feel validated for being surrounded by chaos and drama that nothing anyone could tell you well, that's literally the that's the that is the thing that's that's where the diagnosis comes <laughs> from um i think we've solved this we person's problem have. this one is from one of our our friends Ooh. hi big soy family um you can call me gemini you might also know me as a non-binary Ukrainian. Um, I'm calling in with a question because I've been seeing someone new um, and it's going good, but um, I'm facing a new challenge that I've never faced before, um, which is that this person that I'm very casually seeing has never um, dated someone who, let's just say, has the same part. As they do. And um, that is something that this person is learning how to deal with. And I'm also learning how to deal with someone who's never had to deal with this. But do you see my problem? Um, we're both we're both dealing with something new, but in different ways. And I would love any advice on how to navigate this situation to make sure that we're both just comfortable and um, you know that. There's no stress or anxiety. Any advice would be really appreciated. Thanks so much. Love you. Bye. Oh boy, I have some. Love thoughts. you too. Um, I also love you. I love them more, but I just like will let you have well, your feelings. Let's not let's not fight <laughs> over who loves this person, the non-binary Ukrainian more. <laughs> um, I have so many thoughts, but I'll let you two go first. I okay. My first thought is not so much advice but like is the sex good yeah because when i've been Ooh. in in that situation with someone and they're brand new it's like it's not it's not good no it's not um and i am uh selfish among other things and i feel like i would have a hard time i and i have had a hard time sticking that out um when someone is is brand new to 
the mm. kind of kind of relationship or person that I am. Um, and they're uncomfortable with it where they have anxiety around it. I think it can be totally fine and fun if they don't have anxiety and just they just go in and, and are interested in having a good time. But I feel like when someone is like ongoingly like anxious or nervous, it just is not that's not really advice it's just like i I feel like the sex is bad i feel like this is the kind of situation where you need where uh both parties need to come from it from a place of openness like you said if they dive into it um i think it's important um communication and i mean like unfortunately this is going to be you it's going to be necessary that you do a lot of communication emotionally no it's not i i just I've never communicated with anyone. And I will. And I feel like, go ahead. I, <laughs> I just hate, I hate the, when I see them, the like consent checklist. Oh, it's not the consent checklist. That are like words. That's not you the, know, they make me. That's not what's to important them. to me. Um, I'm not looking for like. Where they're like, how is this, how is for, this you? for you? Do you need water? Like, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm. A- that's not what I'm asking for here. I'm saying you need to um, be checking in with them about like, because I think some people. I don't know this person, and at all, but I know some people can like <laughs> spend a lot of time kind of feeling like they need to hide their anxieties, uh, in order to um, preserve the relationship or preserve everybody's feelings. Um, and I think that the longer you let that build up, the more, um, questions you're both going to have until like nobody gets answers. Um, so I think it's important that those anxieties be affirmed, but not fixated on, I guess is the word I'm looking for, because if it just becomes like a giant thing where your existence, uh, causes them to have a giant exen- uh, 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 like identity crisis every time you suck and fuck. Um like it's not worth it. Well, I need them to call I need them to call back in and say whether or not the sex is good because mm-hmm. I think my advice is dependent on if it's good or not because if it's bad you should just leave. Can no can reason one to have of bad us sex. Reach out to this person right now while we're on the call to ask. Yeah, yeah, let's find out. <laughs> I tried to be non discreet, but I do have some um, advice as a transsexual woman of many, many years' experience about this. Um, as a woman who's been known to uh, sit on a secret, as they say on the internet, um, I have frequently, unfortunately, been party to people who have never. Um, played with a basketball before you know like and and how often is the sex good um rarely ever rarely ever and this is my advice this is my advice okay i had um a very very nice i hate to call them elders because if i called them elders to their face they would beat me up or they would tell the people at (laughs) target that i was shoplifting lipstick the next time we went to target um but I've had people in my life who are older than me and have like, you know, I'm going on like a decade of this, but they're like decades of this. And one analogy that I've heard used is say you have a friend that has only ridden a bike once before or they've never ridden a bike at all. 
and you say, hey, let's go on a bike ride. If you have never ridden a bike before and you're going on a bike ride that's like maybe five minutes max, you're in a lot less danger than if you're going on a bike ride across the city, right? Or across the state or that's going to last many miles and many hours, right? You're not going to take... This was actually my first ever bike ride. When I first learned how to ride a bike in summer 2021, I did, I did immediately bike across the city. So... Not always applicable. No, I'm just, some people that are built. Yeah, different. but unfortunately, but yes. not everyone <laughs> is like you. And so, I personally would have a list of friends who would know how to ride a bike that I would call on for those long distance bike rides before someone who has never ridden a bike before, right? Because on a long distance bike ride, I'm not trying to learn how to bike. I want to enjoy the scenery. I want to take in the sights and sounds and listen to my Lana Del Rey and my little AirPods and just vibe, right? And you can't really do that if you're teaching someone the whole time. And so if this is something that's like a fling for you and this is something that you're not really planning on going the distance with, it might work out in the end. But ultimately the best experiences we have in life are sometimes spontaneous, but also come with a lot of practice. And some people I find do not take to sex very easily. They require a little bit of practice and they require some breadth of experience. And I would say my award-winning reviews come from, you know, having a little bit of experience in this department. And the yeah. people who come to me with no stars on iTunes for their, you know, mm. packages uh, usually bring something a little mediocre, right? The mics are fuzzy and the audio is cutting in and out. And, <laughs> you know, well, the the audio channels aren't mixed properly. Here's what I will say. The insider information that I'm getting. Um, we asked, is the sex well, good? What did we, what did we hear back? I've heard privately. Um, and to be clear, the the, the non-binary Ukrainian is under NDA, cannot say, but what they will say is that they that he is very hot and that they are trying to be is... respectful and mm-hmm. kind. Okay, so, doesn't so the sex is not good. And what, what I'm I... trying to say is I think that if you value this person enough to not want to divulge your sex life to your friends can't relate and you want to protect his feelings <laughs> it's it's kind of a 50 50 shot here it seems like you're very committed and you're 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 starting to garner a lot of feelings and i'm happy for you Kendall, you're so married and and in a nice relationship with a nice person who cares about you that you have forgotten that there are demons in this world <laughs> are I'm bad at having sex you know and then it Let me... trap you in a situation where you have sex with them and it's I'm bad. defending I'm defending my friend who seems to be having I'm a hard okay. time and yeah. I think I think that they are allowed I'm a bitch to <laughs> dis- to want to be with somebody who might be new to the whole thing I don't think it's entirely like out of the question my thing is is that the important thing is to constantly asking be, be asking yourself, is this um, worth it? Is this 
uh, are their anxieties something that makes me feel worse about myself? You know, and if the answer is yes, then no. <laughs> okay, let me tell you a little story Please. about me. I have been a number of people's first foray into doing gay stuff. I had a a reputation that I tried to cultivate and successfully cultivated in high school um, (laughs) for being someone that would have sex with straight women if they wanted to try out being gay. Um, And sometimes their boyfriends would text me and would be like, I think that my girlfriend is bisexual. Will you have sex with her? (laughs) And I would be like, yes, I I will do that. Um, I'm the boyfriend in the if they're if if you are in high school and you're listening to this, this is, is not a good way to spend your time. No, but it is not. educational, and what I learned from from being with a variety of people that were brand new to doing things with body parts that are their own that they hadn't hadn't been involved with before, is that sometimes people are anxious about it because they are nervous about what it means for them that they're enjoying themselves. Those people you need to check out and throw them in the trash straight away. They're they're going to cause problems for you and you're going to end up in the mental hospital potentially. Maybe not. Um if they're anxious cuz they like want to do a good job but they aren't sure how and they don't know like really what to to do cuz it's a new thing for them then it's fine. Although I don't really, you know, life is so short to be having mid-sex. And I think that if the sex is not good, you should give yourself like a a timeline of like when it should, should become good. If the anxiety is for a valid reason. Can I share one of my favorite Joan Summers quotes? Oh boy. Um, That I do have, I have it saved in my phone. Something that you said reminded me of (laughs) this. You said oh God, stop. sucking dick is the most basic form of communication that there can be between two people. It's true. No, I mean, listen, I you said this in response to me saying that sucking dick is not flirting, which it is not. Flirting is a prelude to sucking dick. You can't that's you can start getting to know someone by sucking dick, but that's not. Fl- but it's not. Sorry, fl- but also just to be clear, have either of you ever been on Grinder? Because usually sucking dick is the yes. flirting. <laughs> okay, have yeah, who do you think I have am? Have you ever been on your knees in front of a urinal trough sucking dick? Okay, let's not talk about that. Like it's some like deeply romantic experience that is like the most basic form of communication. Two is people romantic. Can have at splash, it's one of the most romantic things that you can do in any location. I don't think so. I I highly disagree with. That Although statement. I've never I've never been in that in that location <laughs> you've never been in front of a wall-to-wall trough of urine that's just kind of like recessed no. into the wall yeah so but so my i have had i want to feel heard i want to feel validated okay i was gonna ask what's the closest experience? but i have had i have had sex on a raw mattress <laughs> and that was- 
Robin. Not the same. <laughs> not purpose. the same. Not the same. Okay. <laughs> Your jeans didn't get <laughs> wet purpose. from the like because I was and- in love. <laughs> okay. I I think that maybe we solved your problem. Yeah. I'm not sure. Hi, pay pigs and prayer warriors. Don't fret, but do, I guess, if you're a prayer warrior. Um, we got so many questions. People were clamoring for an answer from their oracles of love um, that we ran out of time. We ran out of time. So you can check out the rest of the episode uh, on patreon.com slash bigsoynaturals. And if you want to hear more from our friend Joan, our beautiful and sexy friend, you can check out um, patreon.com slash eating for free, or you can listen to the Eating for Free podcast on any streaming platform or, you know, press your your ear against a tree and maybe you'll hear the dulcet sounds of her voice somewhere far away. Um, thank you so much for listening. Bye. I love Venn diagrams. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. When I'm smoking greens, cause I'm on your team. When I smoke the seed, cause I'm such a fiend. High as a kite, smoking Walter White. When I smoke the blue, and I smoke the purple. Smoking on the blunt, cause I want to run. Smoking on the green, cause it makes me lean. Smoking on a run, I smoke and scream. When I hit the blunt, it's a click and cut. When I hit the blunt, I give a fuck. When I hit the blunt, I don't give a fuck. I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. 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 When I hit the pipe, I'm like Walter White. Walter. When I hit the smoke, I feel like a dope. Dope. Yeah, I like green because it makes me lean. And I smoke high because I'm blowing clouds. When I'm getting high, then it's time to smoke. When I'm smoking loud, then it's time to blow clouds. When I hit the blunt, I don't give a fuck. When I hit the blunt, it's like, give a fuck. I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. 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 Big soy naturals.